Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Podcast. Your host, Greg, will have smart discussions with friends, experts, and thought leaders on customer experience, transformation, and leadership. Please follow this podcast on your preferred platform. I am sure you will enjoy the next episode with the guest I selected for you. Ladies and gentlemen, today it's really a big, big pleasure because James Totkins, the real James Totkins, is back to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Hi, James. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well. I am super happy and thrilled that I can discuss again with you about customer experience and I'm sure the next 30 minutes will be a lot of fun because we are going to discuss about customer machine. This is a big, big topic that um, you shared also in the last weeks in LinkedIn. A lot of people were looking at, at that and I am thrilled to discuss that. However, before we start, I think we would like to learn a bit more about you and therefore the usual questions. James, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is James Dodkins. I'm the customer experience evangelist at Pegasystems. Pegasystems is a software company. We take really complicated stuff and make it non-complicated so you can give your customers really great customer service. But enough about that. You might know me as the customer experience rock star because I used to actually have a music career. So I used to be an actual real-life legitimate award-winning rock star. But now I'm not. Now I'm a customer experience rock star. And you know what? It's better. It's kind of sort of... In different ways. But, but you are still playing in a, in a group now. Yeah, you started again. Yeah, we're just not as well known as my old band because <laughs> I don't have enough time to put into it because I've got a real job now. No, that, that's great. Thank you very much. And we really appreciate everything what you are doing for the CX community because every time that you are posting, it's a lot of value and it's something new. It's not always the repetition of something that somebody said, but it's something that you created with quite a lot of uh, fun and interesting things that we can uh, learn from. The second question I would like to, to ask you is which values drive you in life? It's a good question. Um, so I I like giving value to others. So it's, it's something that I think it probably comes from my music days. I get a thrill from people enjoying the stuff that I've created. And I think that shows in, in my content as well. So the, like the main thing, especially in the work world, is adding value. That's the, the the main thing i just i want people to like the stuff that i do and when they do that makes me happy very interesting and i think what 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 you are creating are also experiences for us because you create memories everybody can remember the last video you create about the uh, customer machine or machine customer and i think let's kick off this discussion what is a machine customer so you know, when you ask your digital assistant, whether it be Siri or Google or Alexa, to do something for you, you might ask it to set an alarm or remind you to take the bins out on a Thursday night or whatever. You're asking it to do something for you. Imagine asking it to interact with a company on your behalf. That is a machine customer. So you could say, okay, digital assistant, call up my utility company and wait on hold for me and then notify me when someone answers. You can actually do that now in real life with Google. You can do that. Imagine being able to go, okay, digital assistant, 
change my payment date to the second of the month with all of my companies. Uh, that is a machine customer. Having a machine or a digital assistant interact with a company on your behalf to get something done. I really like that. And I think that would save us a lot of time as, uh, as customers finding appointment to, with the doctor, with the restaurants. And I, you mentioned also in your video, and I think the, the, the source of, of what you are also sharing to us, one, uh, a good, the Google presentation three years ago or four years mm -hmm. ago, where um, um, the Google Assistant was trying to find an appointment for an haircut and also reserving a table for for the restaurant and i i think now it's really with us it's coming do you have some example or which are the example that you like the most from 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 this machine customer i mean right now the easiest one for us to think about is the um the smart meters that uh, accurately report our energy usage that's a really good example of it because before what we had to do is You know, we'd, we'd get a call from the utilities company. Hey, we need your meter reading. So you go to meter, you write down the numbers, you get, you call them back, you tell them the numbers, they work out your bill, they send your bill, you then call them up, you pay the bill. They've taken all of those steps and essentially made that process go away completely. And this is the thing as well. A lot of times, especially in customer experience, we look at a process and we say, how do we make this process better? How do we improve it, make it faster, more efficient, easier? How about... How do we eliminate the process? How do we make it go away forever? And that's what machine customers do. They take processes and eliminate them, completely get rid of them. And it's, that's, that's not improving it. That's not getting incrementally better. That's 100% process improvement because it's gone. And um, so the, the smart meters is a really good example of that because that is now acting on our behalf to interact with the utilities company and just get our bills paid completely. We have no interaction in that at all. All we now have to do is sit there and cry about how much it costs because it's a lot. <laughs> no, that, that's clear. And I think that's, that's, that makes totally sense. But what you're saying brings me also to think about that. Um, companies are always trying to automate processes, simplify processes, or also eliminate processes. But on this, in this case, it's from a customer point of view to eliminate uh, processes that are irritating for them, waiting yeah. in the queue or sharing some information and so on. But it's still, let's say, something that's something completely new. From your point of view, how long does it take to, to be really relevant to this topic? It's a good question. Um, I think it's relevant immediately, right now. It has to be. Um, things are going to evolve quite quickly, and it will. People will think, "Ah, oh, that's just a future thing," and it will be a future thing until it isn't. And overnight, all of a sudden, it'll be here, and everyone will go, "Oh, wow! Why didn't we think of this sooner?" But you are right about what you said before. Companies have been automating things for ages and using chatbots and self-service to try and stop having to talk to us, and they never thought we would go. Oh, actually, that's a good idea. We don't really like talking to companies. Why don't we do that? So we've started to adopt those principles and those methods for ourselves to not have to talk to companies because we don't like doing it either. It's like, it's like we're saying, okay, companies, you don't want to talk to us. We don't want to talk to you. We still need to get stuff done. Let's use machine customers. But there's when it comes to relevancy, I think supposedly and Gartner have said this there's going to be three different levels of machine customer so right now we've got bound machine customers so these are things that will do things around very set rules that we have given them there's no autonomy they will just do the things that we ask of them 
by well, like 2026, maybe, you're going to have adaptable machine customers. So they are ones where, let's say I say, hey, digital assistant, book a restaurant for me and my wife on Friday night at 5 p.m. And it goes away and does it. It has the conversation. But the person on the phone says, oh, we don't have one at five o'clock, but we do have a table at 5.30. Would you like that one? The digital assistant will be able to look at my calendar and go, yeah, that's going to be fine and make a decision on my behalf within reason. It's not going to be like... I couldn't book you one today, but I've booked you one for seven years' time. It's It will be within reason. So that's adaptable. And then you've got autonomous. Now, that's not going to be supposedly according to Gartner until 2036. So we've got a long time to wait for that. But that's when the digital assistant will go, hmm, James hasn't taken his wife to dinner for two weeks now. He probably should. I'm going to look in his calendar Oh, he's got he's got an evening free on the 17th and it will automatically just do it on my behalf and put it in my calendar and notify me and say, James, I've booked you a table for this time. Do you want to keep the appointment or not? And I'll go, wow, that was yeah, actually, yes, I do. Or no, I don't. If I don't, it'll deal with it. It'll cancel it. But it will just do it all on my behalf. And it'll be things like washing machines that will schedule services or um, fixes for things that are going to go wrong in two weeks. It's going to be cars that are going to realise that your tyres need replacing and it will order them and schedule for them to be replaced overnight. It's going to be the fridge that automatically orders milk for you because you've ran out, but not only orders milk for you, talks to every other fridge within a one mile a a radius to see who else needs milk and then it will collectively bargain a cheaper price for milk with the local supermarket to, it's it's going to be but that's that's going to be in 2036 apparently that's that's where you go so it's relevant right now but it's only going to get more advanced and better as we go along but I hope that this digital assistant will be also more intelligent because if the digital assistant is going to book for you a table with your wife, then your wife will complain that it was the digital assistant thinking about that and not you. And therefore, take care. We don't have to tell her who booked it, do we? <laughs> exactly. No, you're, you're right. But thinking uh, on, the impact, on the impact of what you are saying and what Gartner is sharing, also from the other side, from the company point of view, let's think that I say digital assistant, I need a new pair of shoes or digital assistant, I need a black shirt as, as you are wearing. You are not saying for, for which brand uh, yeah. and then, and, and, and therefore at the end, there are two options or the machine, your digital assistant knows your preferences or they will decide for you. And therefore for the brand, it's quite difficult then to, to put them into this setup. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great point. So if I say digital assistant, order me some new trainers, right? And it has to then figure out, okay, what kind of trainers does he already have? Which ones does he wear the most? Maybe it can look through my pictures in my phone and see the ones I wear the most. What styles does he like? What's, what size is there? Um, all these things it's going to figure out. So what, what, what that means for brands is imagine having to market to a machine customer. So you're not marketing to humans anymore. Well, you still will be, but also you'll need to market to machine customers. And that's not going to be like 
Buy our new trainers. They'll make you jump higher. They're really cool. They're blue. It's, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be a feed of data about how long the shoes last, how popular they are, the reviews that have come back. All It's going to be like millions of data points. That's going to be marketing to machine customers. Imagine that. Isn't that crazy? Uh, it's incredible. And I think for, for brands, it's a completely mind shift because then it's uh, it will change everything because then you will take decision on objectives, information, and not subjective. I go there, I have uh, a good mood and therefore I buy three three pullovers or three three shirts and not only one because I like it. And therefore it, it will be a big, big change. You mentioned something. You mentioned four types of, uh, four types uh, could you please quickly go through? Yeah, yeah. So interactions in the future, there's going to be four main type of customer company interactions. First two are already here. So first one is person to person. So that's me calling up, having a conversation with a person or even going into a branch and having a conversation with a person, person to person. Second one is person to machine. So this happens quite a lot now. So that will be me interacting with a chatbot or some other self-service method. That's person to machine. Now, the new ones is going to be machine to person. So this is my digital assistant basically pretending to be a person with a robot voice, to, which are actually very like passable nowadays. It's hard to tell the difference. Um, talking to a person at the company, that's got all its own problems because, of course, if I'm there as an agent and I'm having a what I think is a real conversation with a bot essentially and i'm there trying to build rapport and have empathy which essentially is pointless when you're talking to a bot they don't that's a waste of time if anything so you've got those ones and then it's the holy grail this is the one that we really want this is the one where it's going to be machine to machine so you've got person to person person to machine that's already happening the new ones are going to be machine to person and machine to machine now machine to machine is when my digital assistant automatically plays nicely with your systems and makes things happen in an instant like imagine if i could say hey digital assistant update my email address with every single company i've got an account with and in an instant it's done that's the holy grail and that is the future well, that's 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 really a great example because it would it's a game changer. If you move to a new a new home, new apartment, then you don't have all this time that you waste finding the way out to communicate with with all the different companies. You mentioned something well, that I think well, it's, it's it's a good point. So when I joined Pega, right. I had a buddy, this guy called Andy Mutlow. Shout out to Andy. And every time he did a demo, he would demo an address change, right. And I was, like, I was like, God, this is kind of boring, dude. Like, why are you picking the most boring thing? Because in my head, I'm like, an address change, all I'm doing is changing a sequence of letters and numbers to some other sequence of letters and numbers. That's all I'm doing. And then I moved house. And oh, my God. It was so frustrating to just change my address. And I cannot wait until I can go, hey, digital assistant update my new address with every company I've got an account with and boom it's done that is I cannot wait for that to happen now that that's that's in incredible you mentioned something that I think it's really interesting it's about empathy yes I think we are speaking in our customer experience let's say 
to, to bubble a lot about uh, empathy, being empathetic and so on. And uh, we know your CX6, that it's uh, easy, fast, convenient, etc., etc. But if it's machine to machine or inter the interaction with the machine, then empathy is not really relevant. What's your view on that? It's true. It's And that's a crazy thing. Customer experience professionals have spent so much time trying to build empathy into experiences. When we are dealing with machine customers, that's pointless. It's actually a waste of time to try and be empathetic to a machine customer because a machine customer has a different set of needs. Same outcome, still needs to deliver the same outcome, but a different set of needs. And I, I'm not sure whether this will be the case, but there, it probably will be at some point where machine customers will have a preference on which companies they prefer doing. And I say prefer, machines can't prefer things, but they will have a bias towards which companies they will want to do business with more often because of how quick and easy it will be. So it's not going to be about empathy. It's going to be about how readily available your data is or how open your API feeds are and other crazy stuff like that that's going to be the stuff that machine customers care about not whether you spend an extra minute on the phone building rapport by asking me about the weather no it's not going to care that's that's true what's the weather in your machine world yeah <laughs> who cares about that no exactly. sure, but uh i think what you're saying it's really game changing how should companies prepare for that it's it's a good question. Um, there's loads of things we can do to prepare, and there's probably three main things. Number one, you need to try and map out the likely scenarios that will have you interacting with machine customers. Like list them all out. What are all the scenarios where machine customers could take the place of our actual customers? And then try and rank them in what's likely to happen the soonest. So you know, my Apple watch measuring my heart rate and my, like syncing up with all my health things and then ordering recipes for foods based on my health. Go that's probably going to be in the future. That's that, that's not going to happen overnight. Um, but the things I mentioned about like the smart meters and me calling up and having my smart, my, my assistant wait on hold, that's stuff that's going to be happening a lot sooner. So you've got a bit of a roadmap saying, okay, these are the things that are going to happen the soonest. These are the things that are going to happen the least soonest. But then also looking, well, which ones are going to have the biggest impact? Which ones are going to be the ones that are going to have the biggest impact on our business and our customers? So you can kind of rank them in terms of happening the soonest and biggest impact. You can draw a graph in any way you want but you kind of need to do that to know what's coming next then you need to figure out who's going to own this stuff like is it going to be customer service because there's going to be a lot of machine customers that are calling into call centers on our behalf is it customer experience because we're going to be designing the overall experiences that is it going to be it do it own it because computers is that it or do we need a whole new discipline? And I, a prediction here, this is just my opinion, but I think there's going to be a whole new discipline, like a whole new, you know, professional, a whole new profession built around managing machine customers. Like machine customer management will be a thing. We will have machine customer management departments. There's probably going to be certifications, certified machine customer specialist i might make it actually that's <laughs> but there, there will be things out there teaching us how to deal with these whole new professions like whole new enterprises whole new ecosystems like whole new economies built around machine customers and then number three 
and I think this is arguably the most important one, double down on the remaining person-to-person interactions where, where a human is actually talking to a human. You're going to be freeing up a lot of resources with with these machine customer interactions use it to your advantage don't just don't just get rid of everyone and just be like well you don't exist anymore have them there ready to really capitalize on those person to person interactions so that when i do actually have to call in and talk to you i get really sort of laser focused mindful interactions with real people that have got the freedom and the empowerment to do whatever it takes to get whatever i need done and i think that they're the three main things we're going to need to focus on thank you i think it, it totally makes sense and looking forward to do the certificate your certification machine customer specialist <laughs> could be really it could be really interesting uh, let's let's dream about the future um what 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 you do about for you? What's your preferred use case that you would love to have implemented? I, the, the the address change simply. I would love it if I can say, "Hey, digital assistant, update my home address with everyone I've got an account with." Now, the the implications of this are quite interesting because if my digital assistant turns around and says, "I have updated your address with every one of your companies, apart from Telco Corp." who do not accept machine customer, I, I'm going to be like, oh, what? Now I've got to call Telco Corp, who don't exist, that's a made-up company, but Telco Corp and do it my actual self. That's going to make it. When my um, contract runs out, I'm going to be like, oh, I don't really want to have that outlier company. I'm going to look for companies that play nicely with my um, my digital assistant. So, And I think this is going to be an issue. There's probably going to be a lot of companies that are going to resist this that will spend their time trying to hunt out what interactions are coming to them from machine customers and then blocking them. And I think we need to take the exact opposite approach. It's figuring out which um, interactions are coming from machine customers and then working to handle them in the most efficient way possible. But there are going to be companies that are going to block this and I think they're going to lose. I think it's looking forward to all these uh, great use cases that we can really profit as a customer. It's not the company profiting because they reduce cost or they focus on other things, but as a customer really can help and will, will, will help us. I know that you spoke already a lot about the future, but this is one question that I always ask and therefore I like also to, to ask this question to you. Now it's in 10 year times from now, we are speaking about customer experience on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. What we are discussing about? Probably machine customers still. <laughs> I, you're going to be like, 10 years ago, you were on my podcast talking about machine customers and everyone thought you were crazy and it would never happen. But here we are 10 years down the line and it has happened. What do you think about that, James? And I'll be all crazy and old and stuff because I would have been trying to talk to, to people who don't care about machine customers, about machine customers. And I'll be going, I told you, I told you all. The <laughs> so that's what's going to happen, I imagine. <laughs> it's 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 nice but as i know you in 10 years time you will speak about something different Maybe. because you are already on the next wave preparing for the next wave because we need crazy people like you thinking about the future being the futurist and showing us what could happen in in the future it was a great discussion thank you very much james for this discussion about machine customer before you leave in the last minutes of of this game three quick questions the first one is do you have a book suggested that you would like to 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 share with the audience 
Um, yeah, well, I mean, I haven't read it yet, so I don't know if it's any good, but I assume it is. But I've bought it, so it is Do Be To Be Better by Jim Tincher. There we go. I, I pre-ordered this a while back, and it came the other day, so I'm going to read this soon to help me do be to be better. Ah, that's perfect. Thank you. And what's the best way to contact you? Uh, LinkedIn. Just type in my name. There's not very many of us. It'll be obvious which one I am. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the one with a lot of followers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last question is uh, James Golden Nugget. It's something that we discussed or something new that you would like to leave to the audience. Um, it's a good question. I don't, I don't want to just give a knee jerk answer to that. I want to think about it a little bit. So a golden nugget. Um, I think maybe something about authenticity. So I think there's there's a lot of people out there that are trying to be things that they're not, and not in a malicious way, but in like and this I had a I had trouble with this when I first went into the corporate world. I was trying to be something that I wasn't, and that was a suit and tie briefcase person. And it made me miserable. And I think there's still a lot of people out there that are trying to fit within a corporate mold. And I think, I mean, I'm living proof of this. You're living proof of this. By stepping back and just being yourself, you can achieve some amazing things. Just, you know, finding whatever your passion is and doubling down on it. You've managed to do that with football. And um, are you enjoying the World Cup so far? Although, uh, Yes, but let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, don't ask this because the, the, the episode will be published later and therefore it's then it will be already known who, who is going to win but well, shall I give you my but, yes please okay. my prediction is I guarantee that England are going to win this World Cup do you know why no because, it, because it's a bit of a dodgy World Cup isn't it and most people I think people are going to forget this one and be like well, it didn't really count that's why I know that England are going to win because we're going to be like, yeah, that's our second World Cup win and people are going to be like, meh, not, not really. That one doesn't count. That's how I know England are going to win. They, I've gone completely off track. <laughs> there you go. No, no, I think what you're saying totally makes sense. You know, at the end, normally in Switzerland, we're saying at the end, Germany will win. The first game that they played was not so successful, but yeah. now I would say the usual suspects like Argentina or Brazil, that's the, the one that should could come to the end. But it, it's really a completely different World Cup, and there I'm so, so a bit skeptical, to be honest. Yeah, that's. I, I think this is going to be one that we all forget about. Exactly. But nobody will forget this discussion and uh, this episode. Thank you very much, James, for your time. It was really great to have you back on the on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Thank you very much, James. Please stay with me and to the audience. I hope that you enjoyed it. I really love to chat with, with James. He's a great guy, really inspiring. And I think that you get also inspired by this discussion. Thank you very much and bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth, subscribe it, share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business, we are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you!